Yes. Finally, right? Coronavirus is going away. At least they're trying to open some stuff up. Thank the Lord, right? I mean, this has just been a crazy journey. I don't know about you guys if if you're if your business has been suffering at all or not or if you're just sick and tired of being in quarantine here in tampa things are starting to open up uh, everything's anywhere from 25 percent to 100 percent uh, capacity so it's pretty cool and i will say this restaurants are a lot cleaner now than they've ever been that's for sure but you know it's nice to see things are starting to open up i really hoping and praying that that doesn't mean that the curve is going from here and it's going to go back up to here obviously we hope that does not happen but for the most part i'm just happy that that things are starting to move again so for those of you who are still scared or you've got pre-existing conditions uh, please do whatever you can to stay safe um, but hopefully we could all get through this together I think we will it's just a matter of time let's do this killer intro in three two one advocates welcome back man it has been a while because this is like where it all started right the commercial claim show on YouTube this is where it all started this is where all the fans have been coming to and and I'm really grateful uh, but from then until now we've got a podcast which will be episode number two next week and we're gonna start doing that more often we've got webinars that we're doing free webinars we've got a new blog we've got a killer website commercialclaimsadvocate.com obviously social media and we're gaining a lot of followers so I want to thank you all I mean I'm so grateful because you know I didn't think that it was gonna be a I didn't I mean I did this just because I really wanted to get the word out of uh, to policyholders about bad things in the policy that really you know screw you up uh, but it's become something for public adjusters as well and the reaction has been great so thank you all keep sending me your messages I'll do whatever I can to help all of you this week I want to talk about something very unique and that is stress Okay, I want you to know for all of you public adjusters if you're experiencing all the stress for whatever reason it may be I want to tell you that you are not on your own because I still get it too uh, It's just a different kind of stress that I'm getting through So I'm going to talk about just some of the normal stresses that you go through as a public adjuster when you're just starting out your career And I'm going to tell you some of the public some of the stresses that you're going to have as a public adjuster Later on in your career like where I'm at right now So if we can get right to it, I've got like seven or eight of them that I'm going to go through and uh, I hope that you could relate to some of them because um, it's just I just honestly it's just I've been feeling it a little bit lately you know and uh, I just wanted to it's like a this is like a this is like a therapy right I'm just talking on the couch just talking to whoever who wants to listen whether we get one view for this or a thousand views doesn't matter right it makes me feel a little bit better to know that I'm not alone and I want you to feel better that you're not alone either if you're stressed out about anything in regards to public adjusting just know that I'm here for you and other public adjusters have got some really great groups on Facebook that can help you too and um, yeah I mean don't worry it'll be it's all good so for beginning public adjusters I will tell you 
stress number one. The biggest stress that you're gonna have, in my opinion, is finding the work. Not only is it the biggest stress that you're gonna have, but it's the most difficult thing to do, in my opinion, in this business. Because you can learn all that you can about claims, and you can learn all that you can about writing estimates, but you're not working claims, and you're not writing estimates unless you're signing them, right? So unless you're finding the work, you don't have nothing to do. So I just remember when I first started, I would find myself in my house bored because, you know, I just didn't really have much to do. I was teaching tennis at the time, but I didn't teach tennis until about 4 p.m. So I'd be during the day trying to figure out what to do. I'm here to tell you that's very normal. If you find yourself sort of without really much to do, um, don't worry, it's it's normal. It's just because you haven't really you haven't really gotten it going yet. So one thing I could tell you, if you are feeling bored, it's actually the best time for you to come up with your best ideas. Your best ideas about really growing your business. Your best ideas about where to to find the work your best idea is to find to land that big giant commercial claim you know I actually just just now literally just now I texted someone from an old commercial claim because I wanted a testimonial and I'm, I'm telling you the God's honest truth she said call me please and we might have another claim at the commercial building because of the Miami floods that we're having so how crazy is that right so you just if you have some downtime you'll think hey who should I contact who have I not ta uh, talked to in a while what general contractor what roofer what plumber do I know? Does my mom, does my friend know somebody? You'll start to think outside the box. So take advantage of those moments where you have nothing to do because I promise you that's when your best ideas come about. So don't worry about it. Um, let's see. Uh, do I know enough about the business? Do I know enough about this business to be successful? You're going to have your doubts, okay? Perfectly normal. I still have them sometimes, and I've been doing this for almost 12 years. So just don't worry, because every day is another day, right? You're going to continue, you're gonna continue to go to, to, to you're gonna continue to move forward, and, and you'll, you'll, you'll be fine. Just take a deep breath, and, and, and you'll figure it out. Um, the best thing that I could recommend to you, I'm an avid book reader. Uh, I like to read a lot, and I will read anything from a claims book, about claims or I'll read anything from a claims book or to about philosophy so uh, a couple books that I could recommend to you right now is there is a claims book that I had that I do not have now I'm gonna put it in the description uh, but the new one by Chip Merlin Chip uh, we've never actually met in person um, but I've read a little bit of it so far and I think it's it's killer it's it's something new it's something fresh in the industry so that new book by Chip Merlin I would recommend this is no like promotion or anything like that um, and then there's another one by Russell Russell Longor I think is his name I'll put it I'll put it I'll, I'll probably pop it up right here when I get into editing so boom right there um, that book is good it's insurance secrets I think it's called um, that's good and then also negotiating books I recommended in the past a couple of negotiating books I'll put this one here okay and then my favorite one is this one here all right, I don't remember the names right now, so that's why we're showing them right here. Uh, and I'll put, again, those, those links in the description. So, uh, again, when you're worried about not knowing enough, okay, educate yourself, read, uh, go on YouTube, Take a look at some of my videos. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, I'm just, I know I'm self-promoting little, little, little 
giving you a little self-promotion here, but you can go on my website, sign up to my newsletter, and you know, I'm gonna send you some stuff every once in a while too. So learn more and more. I'm still learning more. I'm reading Chip's book right now, so you know, I'm still learning a bit myself. Um, another thing is, is estimating, right? You could go and you could practice estimates. I used to just try to put an estimate together in my own apartment. I used to ask to go to friends' houses so I could put an estimate together for them because again, you have downtime or you're unsure if you're really good at this industry yet so you wanna get better. So go ahead and why don't you put some estimates together for, for, for neighbors and friends and stuff. Scope it out. Take a look at what you, if it was tile damage, how would you be writing it? Would you be writing a mortar bed or would you be writing a normal, you know, normal coat at the, uh, below the tile? You know, you, there's different things that you can do. Is it six inch base, four inch base? Is it wood, solid wood floor? Is it laminate flooring? You know, you could do all these different things and if you've got the software, you go back and you could just put an estimate together for fun. It doesn't make any sense, right? Putting an estimate together for fun. But anyway, if you're worried about not knowing enough, that's okay. You're going to learn with experience, okay? And you're going to learn just by reading up and as many things as possible. Uh, so finding the work. Um, another thing that's very stressful, and even for me sometimes, is, is just having to constantly grind to find a claim. Right? It's the grind of finding the claim. It's, it can be annoying. If you've got a monthly goal that you want to hit, which I always do, and you don't hit that goal, or you're coming down to the end of the month and you're worried you're not going to hit that goal, that can be pretty stressful. Um, or just when you are not, those claim checks aren't coming in for a few weeks. You start to worry, am I gonna be able to pay my bills this month, okay? These are stresses that I have gone through. So if you're going through them, just send me a message, please, all right? Or actually, if you're going through some of these stresses, I want you to leave a comment below uh, because I want you to know that I've been there. I've totally been there. So if you're just worried about not signing enough claims or you're worried about not getting paid on your claims, um, one of the benefits of this job is being able to like uh, make your own schedule, make your own time. So when I was doing this for about three years or so, my wife and I decided to go on a two-month backpacking trip. It was funny though because during the two months, I was getting checks in. So my partner was going in, boom, depositing it, and I was getting my fee deposited and everything was good. And I was like, hey, look at this, babe, I'm making money. Well, guess what happened? After being on the road for two months and not signing any claims, when I came back, I had one of the worst two months of my professional career. Um, I had hired an assistant, I had to fire the assistant, I had put money on some things, I had to let it go, I had to start going into my savings. So, you know, it could be a little bit stressful when you're working for yourself, when you don't have a consistent income, and you're getting paid basically strictly commission, it could be a little bit stressful. But I've been there. So, you know, don't worry, you'll get through it. Again, you just, that's when your best is gonna come out of you. That's when the creativity is gonna really come out, and you're gonna figure stuff out, and you're gonna maybe even figure out new ideas. Look what this coronavirus has done. It's really made companies and people think outside the box. How can we make money while not actually seeing people, right? So you'll figure, so, you'll figure some stuff out. Um, so some of the, some of the, some of the stuff that I go through now, I would say, is just the simple stuff of making sure we put the claim together correctly. I put a lot of pressure on myself to make sure that I build a file that is concrete, slam dunk, 
okay? So the pressures of it is, you know, when did the loss occur? How long has the leak been happening? Um, do we call water mitigation to dry it out or not? Should we tear up that wall or not? Do we need the insurance company to see it or not? Should we tear everything up to expose the pipe or not? Do we call a plumber? Do we call a leak detection? What kind of expert do we need to come out here? And as you're building the case, you know, you might lose sleep because you're not sure, was that a good call? Should I have called that person? Should I have called somebody else? Or you could dis get discouraged because you're not getting a call back from somebody. Or you've got somebody out there, but they're not responding now. They went out there, they put their sort of report together, but they haven't actually sent you the report. And you know you have to get that to the adjuster as soon as possible before they make their coverage decision because uh, their expert reports are going to help you get the coverage decision that you want. So it could be very stressful making sure that you gather all the documentation. Remember, I call it my top four or five. It's making sure you take your photos and your LOR, you get your estimate together, but you get your water mitigation or you know dry out or tarp or whatever and you get your expert out there. So. Gathering all this stuff, it could be very stressful. So just know that if you're just doing the best that you can, it's probably gonna be okay. I always recommend, uh, one thing that I like to do is, if I'm at all unsure about where I want this claim to go, you call an attorney, okay? You got to get an attorney on speed dial, guys. If I could recommend anything, uh, besides having your team of like a plumber that you could rely on, a roofer you could rely on, uh, um, water mitigation company that you could rely on, um, I would almost say that more important than those things is having an attorney that you could rely on. Um, I've got a couple, as you know, we have a podcast with David Farber. I know David Farber, I'm sure will be happy to accept your phone calls if you have a question. Um, but explain to them, you know, the breakdown of what's going on and how maybe they think that you should proceed. Why? Because you have to assume every claim is going to litigation, okay? So that's enough for another video one day. But because you have to assume everything is going to litigation, you have to set up the claim right from the beginning. And it's a lot of pressure, okay? You wanna make sure you do it right. They're gonna be asking you for all this documentation. You wanna be able to provide it to the insurance company before they even ask it. So have an attorney that you can call, say here's the situation, here's when the loss occurred, here's what's going on, is it okay if I do this? Is it okay if I call this person? What do you think? So I'm not afraid to admit on YouTube, you know, talk to an attorney so you guys could figure out how you're going to present the best case possible so that your client could get paid for a claim. So, you know, that's that's a pretty big one. So gathering all this evidence and facts is it's it could be it could be pressure. Um, and just the overall making sure that you're getting coverage. You know, you're it's tough as a public adjuster. I like to I like to always tell the tell the client to sort of expect to worse, low expectations. I talk about that all the time, uh, but it it hurts, you know, when you when you work a claim and it gets denied. And not only are you not getting paid because it's going to just spend years in litigation possibly, but you're also you know it, you could look you could feel bad for your client and you you don't want your client to look down on you and say, wow, well what the hell, you know, obviously you didn't do a good job because we didn't get paid. Don't worry about that. Okay, you will learn how to how to basically, like I said, set those low expectations from the beginning and not even setting low expectations. Just tell them honestly, look, there's always a chance based on your claim and what I'm seeing here. You're following this claim two years later. I'm just going to tell you there's a good chance it may get denied, but let's present the best case possible so that in the case it does get denied or underpaid and we need to go to litigation attorney. It's all that whole case is already put together. So, um, the last thing I would say is making sure that when you're sending proper emails, don't be afraid. It's gonna stress you out a little bit. You're gonna think about these emails. Sometimes it takes me days, days. I just have a denial that I signed. Uh, 
two weeks ago. I didn't send the email until Friday of last week. And that's because I wanted to make sure I went through that entire denial letter and I put that email together and that letter together, together basically responding to a lot of their denials and why I have this evidence and why we're going to prove that that's not the case. But it took me a week to write that letter. And I know other uh, experienced public adjusters can attest that, you know, everything that you send to the insurance company, that is like, that's there forever, especially by email. So you want to make sure that you're presenting your arguments correctly and you want to make sure that you're not saying anything that's going to it's going to hurt the claim at all and uh, it can be a lot of pressure and I've lost sleep over the last few days. Well, not now. Now I'm okay. But from when I was trying to think of that email to make sure I was doing it right, you want to get your statutes in there. You want to get different things in there to make sure you're presenting it correctly. So, you know, that could be a little bit stressful also. Um, some tips that I'll give you and I don't mean to sound like cliche, um, but some tips that I've come up with that helps me. Exercise helps me tremendously. Um, I mean, that is the single most important reason why I exercise almost daily, at least 30 minutes to an hour. I like to run a lot, do a little workout in the garage now that there's no real, real gym, push-ups, pull-ups, you know, stuff like that, but it's for here. It's really, really for here. You know, I've got other businesses. I've got, I've got this YouTube channel and this commercial claims advocate website that we're doing that's actually separate from the claims that I have to deal with. I've got an Amazon store that I sell products and I've got some real estate investments that I'm involved in. So it could be overwhelming you know, and exercise helps me just sort of clear my head. It's funny, I'll be stressed out about something and I'll go on a run for a few miles. And when I'm done with that run, it's like, why was that, why was that stress even there, you know? So, you know, that's something that, that helps me. I like to meditate also. I don't do it daily like I do exercise, but I do like to meditate. Uh, it does help me just sort of stay present, stay focused. I keep these around my neck. Uh, I've been asked about this a couple times. Uh, these just remind me of my travels. And, uh, you know, Nepal is one of these places which is very big into meditation and uh, Hinduism and Buddhism. So, you know, it um, it, it just helped meditate. Medita meditation helps me. Um, let's see, what else? Uh, eating well is another one that, that helps me a lot, to be honest. I like to, to eat right, and, and that, that helps me. Um, being grateful for what you have. A lot of times we stress out about things when there's people who are in much worse situations, so I always try to think of gratitude and being grateful for what I have. And I think about my friends and my family, and I know that if everything collapses and everything fails, that will still be there, no matter what. So it's nice to know that I don't think I'll ever be homeless. I don't think. I got some good support system. So um, that's pretty much it. I, I'm getting a little too deep, I think. Uh, I don't want to... I don't want to take too much of your time. Oh, look, I'm looking at this here. Uh, hobbies. Hobbies also are very good. Having stuff that you could do that's not always work. That I like to do photography. And I do like to travel. But I haven't been traveling in a while, so maybe that's why I'm coming out with this video. Maybe I need to take a little travel break. What do you think? I don't know. Anyway, um, that's all I got. Uh, I just it's something that I've been feeling lately. I haven't done a, a, a I haven't done a, a a commercial claim show here in a while. I've got some things lined up that we're doing. That's why we're just we're just overloaded with all kinds of stuff. Been feeling a little stressed out, and I wanted to vent and uh, and talk about it with you all. So that's pretty much it. Subscribe to the channel, guys. I would really love for you to subscribe to the channel. Um, subscribers, subscribership is 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 going up. And uh, take a look at all the social media stuff. Subscribe to the newsletter. Uh, it's just going to give you up-to-date stuff on everything that we've got going on. Um, we've got some exciting stuff coming up with 
Um, a lot of people have been asking me about, about consulting, about private one-on-one -on -one consulting. And it's something that I'm going to offer very soon. So keep a lookout for that. If that's something you guys are seriously interested in, we're putting together a whole program for one-on-one -on -one consulting. So stay tuned for that. And that's pretty much it. That's all I got. Not a very long video today. Well, a little bit, but you know, hope you enjoyed it. Hope you guys could relate. For those of you who are going through anything, understand I'm going through it too. We're all going through it, especially during this crazy time, but that's it. Send me a message, uh, subscribe, hit the bell so that you get the updates for when we do have a new video. And that's it. Podcast next week, interviewing Jack Hanks from Skipton uh, Public Adjusters. That's going to be a good one. I'm excited about that. So that's it. All right. Peace out. Have a good weekend. Have a great rest of your week. Goodbye.